Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, we're here with Michael, a topic of yours. You can't touch this. Yeah, uh, apart from being okay. one of the massive hits <laughs> of the late 80s, early <laughs> 90s. Your, your boy, uh, years. Boy, uh, um, MC Hammer. MC Hammer. Yeah. Um, I was actually just thinking about the timeline of that, of going, our listeners to the Money Over 50 podcast, what, how, when would they, how old would they have been when, when this this hit song came out it's probably probably right in the wheelhouse of when so i think i was about 14 yeah i think i'm gonna say it came out 89 90 yeah um so i'm turning 47 yeah this month yeah so so yeah there's there's some there's some listeners that it would have been 17 18 (laughs) 19 there so you can't touch this by mc hammy one of the one of the classics i actually showed richie my six-year-old that uh, song the other day because He's got a, a couple of pairs of shorts, actually, that are actually too big for him yeah. right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like MC, MC Hammer's shorts. <laughs> like, cause they're, 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 he's, uh, for those that don't know, he's known for wearing really, really long baggy shorts. Yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, a play on words. So, there's superannuation we're talking about now. So, there is a misconception that one of the negatives of superannuation is that you can't touch it before you meet a condition of a release. So, uh, that condition of a release is usually aged between 60 and 65, yep. depending on your working condition. So, um, so much so that we actually have to warn our clients about this. It's so, part, like part of our recommendations for a 50-year-old. Yeah, to say, uh, yeah, yeah, if, we if want you, you put, put money into super, you cannot touch this money until you meet a condition of release and, you know, blah, blah, and all the rest of it. That's so, it's a warning yep. that we have to give people. Yep. Now, um, uh, so it's got an implied negative yes. to it. I, I flip that around. I say the no touchy rule yeah. isn't a disadvantage. It's a huge advantage. And and here's why. So um, I actually had a, a client at my previous firm that I worked for. And um, I, I'd actually, I'd inherited this client. So one of the advisors left. Um, so I was brand new to, to looking after this gentleman. He actually had a, an investment, so it wasn't superannuation; it was an investment, so he could touch it. Yep. And the account balance was one hundred and five thousand dollars. So the first meeting that I had with him, yep. bearing in mind he'd been a client for many years, mm. he said, "Oh, this this investment's not really Performing. going that well. It's yeah. it's only one hundred and five thousand dollars. I've put a hundred thousand dollars into it, and I was none the wiser because it was the first meeting that I had with him. So after he left." I actually went back and I looked at the the cost base. Now, what the cost base is, just just um, quickly, is it's it's a ledger yeah. for saying, okay, how money, much money, money has out. he put in and how much money has he taken out? Yeah. Um, when I ran that ledger, the the cost base was actually minus seventeen thousand dollars. Mm. So 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 what I'm suggesting here is that if you added up all the money he'd put in and all the money he'd taken out. Yeah. He'd actually put in minus seventeen thousand dollars. Yeah, 
and the vet, and the investment was worth one hundred and five thousand dollars. So in his mind, he's put in a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's at one hundred and five. What I looked at is he'd taken ten thousand here, twenty thousand here, fifteen thousand there. All of that added up to one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars that he'd taken out. So he'd put in yep. one lump sum of a hundred thousand dollars. Yep. And whenever he felt the need or the pain yep. or the friction, yes, uh, to um, money to, to need a bit of money, he'd take out some money. So yes. he'd put in a hundred thousand dollars in one lump sum. Yep. And over the course of years, he'd taken out a sum total of $117,000. Now, with that, the account balance was still $105,000. Yeah. Um, so, look, if that was in super, as opposed to an investment that could be accessed, so if there was in superannuation, if that $100,000 had gone into superannuation- yeah, And nothing could come out. And nothing could come out. Instead of the account balance being $105,000, Look, it would have had to have been a minimum of $222,000. So, I've used rough math by that. Yep. And I haven't accounted for market yep. fluctuations and things like that. But I'm just saying yep. Yep. it was worth $105,000. He'd taken out 117000 If you add the two together, it gives me a balance of 222000 Look, I haven't done... Again, I haven't done the math and I don't have the ability to do that. But, but with compounding, yep. that $100,000 that he put in many, many years ago could have been as high as three hundred thousand dollars. So so the growth that he missed out on by because he's taken money out. Because he's taken money he out. then hasn't got the growth on, on that money that he's taken out. So mm. if, if you allowed for that, could have easily it had to be a minimum of two hundred and twenty two, but it could have been anywhere up to sort of three hundred thousand. Yeah. So so in the next meeting that I had with this gentleman, yeah. I actually pointed that out. Yeah. And he was shocked. Yes. He was shocked he'd taken two thousand here, ten thousand yep. here, five thousand here. He said oh he actually thought he had taken out about twenty thousand dollars, and yes. he'd taken out one hundred and seventeen thousand yeah, yeah, dollars over the years. So, it was just that every time, every time some expense came up that he hadn't budgeted for, yeah, he he was he was dipping into it. Was his life any better? No. Yeah. Um, well, I think yeah. the, the phrase that you just used before, which I really like, is like that that concept <laughs> of as soon as there was a bit of friction or a bit of uh, feeling of discomfort. There's an investment sitting there. If you go, oh, I feel a bit tight on cash at the moment. That friction is a good thing because yeah. it lets you know that oh, actually I'm probably overspending in some area. I, I need to tighten. Like I need to, I need to make some trade-offs here. Mm. When there's a lump sum, there's a pot of money that you can seemingly take money out of just without any real pain or any friction at all. It's too easy to do that. It, like the analogy that I use is, you know, you you're, you got your clothes that fit you really well, and then you put on a little bit of weight. Mm. That, that feeling of, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable in this shirt now. Mm. It's not a bad thing because then that tells you that, oh, okay, I'm, I'm actually blowing out a little bit here. I probably yeah. need to, you know, rather than just go and buy a stretchy shirt, I could easily take yeah. that as a hint that I probably need to, to lose yep. a little bit of weight. So, the, the friction and the discomfort are, are words that we, we shy away from. Like, no one wants to feel discomfort, but it's actually no. a really useful, valuable thing to have. When you're having that experience, there's a lesson in that. There's something, mm. there's something that that feeling is telling you at that point in time. And that's, I think, your exact point here. We've seen it all the time is with, with an investment, it's, it's too easy. The, the friction is I, I either have to have a hard conversation with my family about mm. having to cut back on our spending or I can just send off this form and and get ten thousand dollars to hit the bank account, and that'll make everything free up again. So and and it's it, death by a thousand cuts. No one, no, no one, one ever no one consciously says I'm going to withdraw more than I put into this. Yes, 
yeah. over the course of ten years, they they say, "Oh, I need two thousand. Yeah. I'll just I'll just take two thousand. Yeah. Oh, I need ten thousand. I'll just take ten thousand, and I, and I, and I yeah. won't do that again." Yeah. So, um, we we see superannuation as a it's obviously a tremendous vehicle. So, yeah, looking at the bigger picture, if you're fifty now, yeah, um, in ten years' time, in the shortest ten years' time, where you want all of the money that you're going to make get dressed and go to work for you yeah. in your retirement, allowing you to retire and draw an income, where you want all of that is you want it all into a superannuation fund. So you want it to end up in there. Yeah, from a tax um, point of view, that's that's where you want it to be. From a tax point of view, uh, that's, where you, that's the vehicle that you want that to end up. 10 years is a short period of time. Um, along the way, not being able to touch that mm we see as a tremendous benefit and, and it does the hard work for you. Yes. If you have an investment, you have to have the discipline it's and the self-control yeah. and the willpower not to yeah. touch that. Yeah. Superannuation does that job for you. Yes. You put money in, you you um, you don't think about it. Yeah. And digressing a little bit, I mean, a lot of our recommendations, all of our recommendations to our clients are that, you know, our clients, while they're still working, at 50 or 51 or 55 or whatever, um, are that they have to put voluntary money into their superannuation funds. Mm. Now, that scares some people mm. because they say, okay, what if my expenses change? Yeah. Well, you dial that down. Yes. Yeah. If we're saying put in yeah. 2000 a fortnight, for example, yeah. <coughs> number one, you, you, you get used to that very quickly. Yes. Number two, if you, if you have expenses that um, are going to be an extra, you know, Twenty thousand dollars for that particular year, you just dial down your fortnightly amount going in, or you pause it for a period of time, or you do whatever. Yep. But everything that you've put in behind you, yes, stays in there, stays in and there, it's growing for you. for you. Yep, absolutely. So we see it as a tremendous advantage. Yeah. Uh, that 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 doing the hard work for you. Not to mention that it's also protected against things like bankruptcy and yep. so forth, well, uh, and creditors uh, while you're in accumulation phase of superannuation. So. Yep. So, um, what's perceived as a disadvantage, yeah. as in you can't touch it, we think is the best friend for well, a lot of people. It's it's a uh, the analogy that I use here is when you're when you're trying to eat healthy, um, the easiest way to do that is just to not have any junk food in your house. In the house. So yeah. that's the the equivalent is if you want to save for your retirement and you want you have a certain amount of money every year that you want to be growing for you over the long term. You put that into super. It's the equivalent of throwing out all the junk food in your house because mm. even even when it's when it's then nine thirty and you're watching TV and you you know feel like something some sort of dessert, mm. if it's just not there, it's it's not you that moment of discomfort. Is, and that's a, probably the best example because you're often just sitting there on the couch going, ah, I need an ice cream right now if it was put in front of me or if it was right mm. there. If it's in your house, you'll you'll get up and get it. Yep. Very rarely will you actually get up. You know, go and get in your car, drive mm. to the shop, get an ice cream, drive home. Buy, like, like you just you go. Uh, I don't care that much. No. I just, I, I just, you know, would have eaten something over there. This is a. Uh, I think that's probably. It's really interesting that, to me, the the, what you'll find is in everything in life is that moment of. You know, I've I've done a couple of meditation retreats, and there's this concept mm. that you know that that feeling of discomfort is is a huge thing that they talk about where. We sort of assume that that goes on forever. So mm. you go, right, my, 
my my budget feels a bit tight this week. I don't. It's, it's, and we sort of go, oh, this doesn't feel really nice. It feel I've got this feeling yeah. of friction, discomfort. I don't like that. It's going to last forever. It doesn't last forever. It, it, it goes that feeling goes away pretty soon because yeah. a you adjust your lifestyle based on that. You human beings will go away from pain, and so if that pain mm. is there, you will then adjust your spending. You will adjust your lifestyle so that that pain goes away, mm. and then the pain won't be there anymore. Mm. You, you're not just going to keep feeling discomfort every fortnight for the next ten years of your working life. You will adjust, and that's what yeah we've yeah. talked about this so many times is that people start putting money into into superannuation and they never in six six to eight weeks is about the time frame which is probably you know three or four pay cycles if it's fortnightly mm. that's about the first couple you sort of go oh that's a bit tight that feels a bit it's not quite right i don't feel like i've got the amount of money that i probably want to spend the next pay cycle you, you know you spend you automatically adjust because you don't want that feeling of discomfort and so you you move away from that feeling mm. by by three or four fortnightly pay cycles, you've just automatically gone. Anything that I was going to buy with that money doesn't feel as good as the discomfort of running out of running out of money before the next pay hits the bank account. Yep. You just shy away from it automatically, and then you go, oh, "I don't know what all the fuss is about. It's easy. I don't run out of money. It's, there's no feeling of discomfort left anymore." So that's the big one, I guess. I, I like that language of that fr- friction or discomfort is the way to think of it because it's not. Mm. It's often not an unassailable thing. It, it's not like I have, you know, medical bills that I have to pay for my sick child. It, it's often just a momentary discomfort where there's a thing that I would like to have or there's a thing that I'd like to do and I want to do it but I, I don't really have the money and, and then I sort of get over it and then it goes away. Yeah, look, discretional expenses are very, very good yeah. and competent at fighting amongst themselves as well. So if you just take money away... Mm-hmm. And you take it away every fortnight if you get paid fortnightly by yeah. putting it into your super fund. Yeah. Um, you've got a, you've got a list as long as your arm of discretional expenses. We've we've got this big spreadsheet yeah. that lists out yeah, pretty every, much yeah. every expense that someone could have over the, the, the course of the year. If you can picture an A4 page, yeah. the, the the spreadsheet actually runs over into the second page. Yeah. So each little line item is a yeah. is a budgetary line. Yeah. So. You have all these expenses and it's, it's as long as your arm and people get shocked every time they fill out one of these budgets because they, they can't believe how much they're spending. Mm. If you take that money away, those expenses largely fight out amongst themselves. Mm. Um, some of them get shaved yeah. considerably and so yeah. they probably should be. Yeah. Um, uh, others stay the same and then and then others disappear yes. altogether. So, um, you know, the the... The evidence coming back to us from our clients that we we implement new plans for, which include taking a thousand a fortnight or fifteen hundred a fortnight or two thousand a fortnight to put into their superannuation funds, um, we have a rule where we check back in with them mm. after four pay cycles, yeah. and they predominantly uh, the, the 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 overwhelming evidence yeah. is that they've done that standing on their heads yeah. they haven't noticed that money go yeah. at, 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 at all so yeah. um, again you know, we, we, I just want to flip this around and say that's an advantage it's an advantage yeah there's also a component I think of this that and I think we've touched on this before there's a bit of wordplay you can't touch this we've touched on <laughs> this that the there's a weird thing I find with um, yeah we we as a so us and our clients are sitting there and we arrive at, okay, you've said this is your retirement 
objectives. This is where you need to be. This is where you want to be. In order to do that, you need to put away this much money each fortnight. It's actually much easier for people to get comfortable with that because it's it's a figure that has been sort of arrived at in service of a greater goal. It, it's not. Mm. It, it's a. It's sort of just a rule that's put in place, and and mm. human beings respond really well to rules, even if they're arbitrary, even if they're made up. Mm. But the the rule or the the concept of this money is going into superannuation and it cannot come back out. Mm. People are sort of weirdly, they don't like restrictions in theory, but in reality they do. Practically, mm. people really like restrictions of right. This much money has to go into superannuation and it cannot come back out. And it's us all deciding that it's going in and it's the the Australian government, the might of the Australian government telling you that you cannot get that money back out. Mm. So, you're not going to argue with the government. You're just going to go, all no. right, well, the money's in there now. I'm not, I'm not pulling it back out. So, there is, I think that's, that's sort of your point is... You, you almost want to push that to to a higher power, almost. Yeah, look, look. I, I think it's a, it, it, it makes it nice and simple yeah. that every discretional yeah. bit of money that you put into there yeah. is gone yeah. until you retire. Yes, um, you can dial that up or down. Yeah, of course. Like yeah. if you got expenses yeah. that are coming from left field. Yeah. The beauty of this, Dallas, yeah. is that if you do get used to putting in fifteen hundred a fortnight or two thousand a fortnight, yeah. the beauty of that yeah. is that. If an expense comes from left field, that's two thousand dollars. Yeah, you, you, you've already built that capacity yep. into your budget. That's right. Like you can, you can actually then say, okay, well, I'm just going to pause for yep. this fortnight. Yeah, this this come from left field. Yeah, um, it's dental work or it's something that yep. I haven't budgeted for. I'm just going to pause that two thousand dollars that's going into superannuation for this fortnight. Mm. Hey, but I've been doing this for fifty two fortnights. Yep. Yeah, you know, the last two years. Yeah. I've actually put it. yeah. It's it's actually yeah. easier to do that. It's easier to transfer the money that was going into super into yeah. that left field expense than it yeah. is to try and come up with the money from somewhere. Yeah, it, it is really interesting. Like that, that's a good point. That I think people go well if if I don't if I get to have the discretion of that money, then when something comes up, it'll be easy for me to come up with the money. It's actually yeah. harder. It's harder. Yeah, it's way it's harder. harder. You've you've actually built that capacity yeah. into your mm. if you treat your superannuation contributions as a discretional line item yeah you've actually built more capacity in your yeah. budget to handle yeah. expenses coming from left field yeah um yeah uh, in that example you've dialed it down for one fortnight but you've yeah. done it consistently for the last you know 52 fortnights mm. so you've put one hundred and four thousand dollars yeah. in over the last two years in this example yeah you know as a couple let's say yeah um and we won't go in the nitty-gritty of what's yeah, yeah. concessional what's yeah, not yeah, concessional yeah. And, and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff but 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 pausing that for one fortnight isn't yeah. going to have a detrimental effect on what you've do, you've done. No, and you've built that capacity in. Yeah. Um. So, the, uh, I think that's a <coughs> the a really good example there as well is that thing of it's it's a the twofold effect of of doing that, getting that money into an environment that you can't touch. I think to to summarize, like. You're building capacity for the for the discretion, you know, for those expenses that come out. Of yep. You've built the capacity, and in addition to that, if and when those expenses do pop up, you've already you've already planted the seeds of the money that's already gone. Yeah. Into. So if you are forced to not, you know, to not be able to put money in for a month or two months or six months or whatever, the money that's already gone in is is doing a lot of that work for you. So it's getting you closer to where you need to be anyway. So. That again, that feeling of stress and discomfort of going, oh, this thing's come out of left field. We can't put our money into super. You're at least 
you have peace of mind that you've done what you can and, and that, okay, yep. this thing's out of our control. We can't put more money in. At least we're not feeling guilty and feeling like, well, why didn't we take advantage of, of what yeah. we could do before this expense popped up? So, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, in, I guess, just before we wrap up, I've got to, I meant to tell a story before you, know, you used the case study of your, your client who had $100,000 invested and pulled 117 out and, yep. and actually end up with about the same amount. We've got um, clients that the, so they've got the superannuation money invested in, in a certain uh, mix of mm. asset classes. And then they've got an investment set up in their own names that's, that's you know, in a mix mm. of certain asset classes. And that may be for, because they're a bit younger and we did actually need to have, they needed to have access to that in an emergency or, or that it was money that they, you know, they'd borrowed against their house and invested. And so I've, I've got a client, it's always a funny story because every, we've had this conversation many times, but every, every time we have a review, he looks at it and goes, geez, this, this money in superannuation, this, this is killing it. This, this, the way this money is invested, it's just going gangbusters. This investment, it's terrible. Why don't we? Why don't we do the same with that? And I have to. I reckon I've explained five times now. They are invested in exactly the same things. Mm. The investment return that you have got from those those things mm-hmm. are are the same. Mm. All that's happened is that the money that the, the superannuation. There's been four savings every year with mm. employer contributions that have to go in, plus money that I've taken off them to to make them put that money into superannuation. Yeah. The investment was set up with a lump sum of money many years yeah. ago and and exactly the same as the example you used there it's actually slightly worse because we didn't have dividends being reinvested the dividends were getting paid out of that investment yep. in order to to meet the loan and so you've got the compounding effect of dividends were getting paid out and not reinvested mm. there wasn't extra money getting added into the investment like there was mm. to the superannuation and also when there's come when there's been times where there's been some pain They've dipped into that investment and taken ten thousand here, mm. five thousand here, twenty thousand there. So if you look at the two over time, the investment has basically tracked. Even after all that, the yeah. investment has managed to power along and and, and go and, sideways and, and, over yeah. the last ten years. The superannuation has just gone absolutely berserk yes. compared to the two. and 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 that's why I, I always say that like you, it makes sense why you're looking at those two items and going, they started with about the same dollar balance. You know, one of them is now. Yeah, tripled essentially over the last ten years. Yeah, and the other one has gone nowhere. There's something something broken with this one. There's something yeah. wrong with it. Why don't we Why don't we do more of that stuff with it? And it's 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 so clear cut in this case because they are invested in exactly the same mix of asset classes. And this is you know we talk about this all the time. The behaviour around your investment strategy is more important than what you actually invest into, mm. and that's a case study of it. And that's I think a, a really good example of what you're talking about here, Mike, which is that this this point of money going to super, yeah, well, I can't touch it until I'm 60. The evidence that we have seen historically is that, that is, that's, uh, that's not a bug, that's a feature. It, mm. It's not a disadvantage, it's a huge advantage. You, mm. you cannot touch that, you cannot muck around with it, you can't spend the dividends every year, you can't take little lump sums here or there. If there's mm. an emergency that pops up, you can't just, oh, I'll just pull a bit back from there. It's a huge advantage over the long term because it, it makes you uh, do a few things. It makes you be deliberate about um, the money that you actually put in, I'd say, for a start. It makes you really mm. think deeply about how much money do I want to put into this thing knowing that I can't touch it for 10 years. Mm. So it makes you tighten your belt and be a bit careful around that. It makes you build up a buffer 
in other ways. It makes you build up a bit more cash in your bank account because you know that if I get stuck, I can't get that money back out of super. And it makes you, it forces you to sit with that discomfort of if you are overspending or if you're at risk of overspending and you're feeling uncomfortable, you know that you have to deal with the actual, the, the root cause of that, which is the overspending and not the mm. symptom, which is that I feel a bit uncomfortable here. I'll just pull a bit of money out of this investment to make it go away. Yep. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.